Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. This is a 12 Days of the Comic Source episode, so I hope you're all having a happy holiday season. Returning to the show, one of our favorite writers, Jeremy Adams, writer of The Flash, uh, who's become a friend over this uh, this last run on The Flash, uh, and somebody I really enjoy chatting with. So, Jeremy, thanks for taking the time. No problem. Where do I land in the 12 days? Am I like Pie Piper's Piping, or like, you know, that would have been... Uh, you know what? I... <laughs> We got about five episodes left, so, right. Right, so whatever that, that is, whatever that, whatever <laughs> I'm that familiar you. with the Bob and Doug McKenzie, you know, uh, if you've ever heard the Great White North uh, album they put out, it's like on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer, you know. Beer, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was around <laughs> the time I was in high school. Yeah. Just yeah. That, that very uh, droll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Yeah. So uh, I think no. I think you're probably seven swans of swimming. Oh, okay. Milk. All right. Great. Or, or eight maids of milking somewhere right, right around oh, there. Oh man. If I'm eight uh, maids of milking, that's just weird. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in, you're in great company. I mean, Tom Taylor, Tom King, Christopher Cantwell, Stephanie Phillips. Yeah. We've had some, we've had some. <laughs> yeah. Great... You had Jackson and, uh, uh, yeah. Jackson Chris, and yeah. Colin. Yeah. Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which were, uh... are just like the most, I'm a pretty upbeat person, but they might out, out upbeat me, <laughs> which is a rare thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what's so interesting with them? We've, we've talked about this many times with them. They were sort of the, the pinch hitters that always came in to help finish right. up series that were, um, you know, on their last legs or only had a few issues left. And now they're finally getting their due, which is great because yeah. they're, they're really talented writers. Uh, meanwhile, we keep tooting your horn and saying, DC, please give this guy another title because <laughs> you want to talk about upbeat. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this before, uh, kind of your outlook on comics and your outlook on The Flash. You you, you grew up reading comics. You love comics. Yeah. And for you, it's more about an all ages thing, not necessarily, you know, excluding those older fans like myself, but really making things accessible. Uh, and that's really been kind of a hallmark of your Flash run. So, you know, right. now that you've kind of got a good number of issues uh, under your belt. And I know you've got plans, you know, and hopefully yeah. not anywhere anytime soon. Does it feel different? Like as you look back on it, has it, has your perspective on it changed at all? Or is you're just still cl- no, too mean, close to it still? Uh, with the flash in particular, the flash in particular, I feel is that way for me. I want it to be kind of an all ages book that in all ages, the same way that like doctor who is all ages, you know what I mean? Right. Where yeah. they're like stakes and it can be exciting, but anybody can read it. Versus, you know, like Flashpoint Beyond. It's not, that's not something I'm going to let my kid read, right? you know, to see, you know, uh, Wonder Woman gut Emperor Aquaman or whatever. Like, that's a little more serious. Uh, but with the Flash in particular, because of the makeup of Wally and his family and, and um, I, I mean, it's weird. I mean, we're, we're basically up to two years I've been doing this, which is bananas, Number one, like what I potentially would have done differently. Um, I mean, there's a lot I would have done differently. And there was a lot that, you know, I'm just getting my sea legs. And Warner Brothers and DC in particular had so many transitions. And I, in some ways, I think it benefited me because I think people weren't weren't necessarily like, he gets it in on time. And, you know, their expectation wasn't too high. And it was suddenly like, I was just doing all these wacky things that I'd always wanted to do. And I have tons of other wacky things that I want to do. What's interesting to me is like how many times I, how much time I thought I had to like fulfill a promise that I've already done Mm -hmm. because I've hinted at things in the book 
that gets waylaid by like uh war for earth three okay i gotta i gotta sign that okay dark christ i gotta sign that's four months that's four that's five months you know technically so that's almost a half a year that's like taken away from little things and even with the the um now mayor wolf of it uh that was kind of like my former editor was like hey could you do something you know that's a little more down to earth and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe there could be this mayor. Now, this is what's so funny is like, I go, maybe there could be this mayor and he could be kind of kingpinish and whatever. And, if I, and then, um, uh, then I, I, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then I was like, okay, great. And then I was started reading Nightwing. I'm like, no, no, they're doing something like that. <laughs> like, why, you know, why, why did somebody say that would be great? Right. You know, and then it was like, okay, but I got to change it. Now I got to make it a little weirder. And and then that then the DC nerd of me is like obviously seven eighty nine came out today so we kind of see the the what's powering Mayor Wolf and 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 also explain some of the other stuff that had happened to him um, that I think will make it now it's now it's more of a unique thing mm-hmm. um, that oh the mayor of you know Central City is power spoilers is powered by you know the Lords of Order. You know, the same guy that's power, you know, Dove and uh, uh, potentially, depending on which version, you get Dr. Fate or whatever. And he's running the city. Like, so now it's like, okay, now this is much more comic booky to me. This is much more fun. And I'm digging into the DC universe of it. But there's a lot of other things that I've been wanting to pay off for a long time. There, uh, like, uh, uh, what did Wally whisper to Gold Beetle back in 769? You know, what, what what is it that Mr. Terrific's lab is building? You know, there's a lot of that stuff that I'm like, man. And I always kept going, man, I hope this, I need to do more than this because it's killing me. You know? <laughs> so, well, so luckily, One Minute War. Um, and again, even, even One Minute War, I wanted to have another issue before One Minute War. Um, but they really wanted one minute war to start in January on 790. And I'm, what are you going to do? You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, well, one of the things that's, that's helping you hopefully to get some more of the story out is the fact that it's good. You're, we're going to have multiple issues a month. You know, you're going to go to rather than a monthly schedule, the release schedule is going to speed up a little bit. So hopefully that will help you, um, you know, pay off a little more of this. I, I did appreciate the fact that we had the mayor wolf storyline because when we'd seen him in the past, like when Joshua Williamson um, had, he, he was always kind of smarmy and he always kind of, right. you know, he wasn't necessarily on the up and up and it never really, that never really got paid off. So I appreciated it. Um, yep. Even if it, you know, was shoehorned in, I think you made it work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I feel like now, yeah. but, but you know how I like, I think we're the same. If you're a fan, it's like, now I have that piece on the board and right. I don't, and, and, and the minute I'm, you know, it, it's quote unquote closed, but it's not really closed because he's a super powerful, yeah. you know, being or being powered by super powerful be- beings. And also the rogues are cops now. And it's like, OK, what else can I do in that space? You know, and and I now and this is the problem. I want to know, like, I don't I don't want to get fired. <laughs> like I, I, I absolutely desperately want to stay on for a long time because um, I had told myself like two years ago. I think I told you, I sent them like an outline, like, this is what I want to happen to right. issue 800. And I think, you know, I'm sure they were like, you're not. And, um, and I was able to execute that, but I had to do that because I had to stop thinking about it. I had to stop my brain thinking about the other stories that could take place because I was just, that's all I could think about. And I have other 
TV and movie ideas I have to concentrate on. Right. <laughs> and the flash kept like interrupting and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. So, but we're getting close to 800 and um, I know what I want to do far past 800 if they'll let me. So I'm hoping they'll let me. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And, and I know the answer to this listeners, but I'm sure a lot of you might be wondering the other big surprise, big bombshell we had dropped recently in one of those dark crisis tie-ins was the fact that the reason Linda has powers is because she's, she's yes. pregnant. And so obviously, yeah. you know, that baby's genetically half Wally connection to the speed for a second. So right. she's getting powers while she's, so will she still have powers after the baby's born or not like that whole thing? Um, but I know I, I had asked you this previously, but I'm sure listeners would, would like to hear the answer as well. Like, did you know, like how, how soon in your run, was it even before you started? Did you know you wanted to bring another uh, little West child into the, into the world? It was, uh, it was pretty early. I'm trying to think um, because it was me trying to get a handle on Linda in particular. Um, it was actually, I'll tell the story. Um, sometime after I get to do the next thing I want to do, mm-hmm. I'll be able to tell the story, but her being pregnant uh, directly uh, led to the one minute war idea because they rejected a certain thing I wanted to do. Um they said it was too uh, dark and maudlin <laughs> and that led right to one minute war. So I knew, I mean, obviously, you know, when they were, do- we were doing the Eclipso saga thing, that's when she, she figured out, Oh my gosh, I have powers. And I knew, I, I mean, I knew before that I was just trying to, I was trying to, I, I was, I was really excited about the idea of her doing, um, you know, becoming a novelist and writing some of her stories or whatever. And then I was like, oh, it'd be really funny if she had powers and this is why. And I knew I knew very early on because also some of it is um, purposeful in terms of I don't want a lot. The cool thing about The Flash and and kind of a frustrating thing about The Flash is that time travel and uh, dimensional hopping is such a big part of the character. Mm hmm but you can get locked into what that is. You know, people be like, well, there's only all we know from other books is that there's twins, you know, and then, the, and then Barry has the tornado twins. We only know of that. And when you introduce another kid, it's like, Oh, uh, we don't, we don't know what's going on now. Now everybody's like, and that's something I try to do in a lot of my writing. It's like, we're not sure what's happening anymore. This isn't exactly I mean, whether it's Scooby Natural, whether whatever it is, generally, I like to play with those meta narratives of going like, I want you as an audience member not to know. And if you're a nerd like me, um, we pride ourselves in knowing everything, you know, or knowing that we think we know where it's going to go. People think they know what Iris, Iris' new code name is. They think all this stuff. And, and I've really enjoyed kind of subverting expectations in that way so everything people think they know and and honestly that i think as a reader i remember when i first read uh, game of thrones i remember being frustrated because you're like oh they just killed off this guy like you know you're constantly getting your your expectations subverted and that's what made it really really entertaining in some ways um so for me sometimes it's unintentional but uh sometimes it's intentional is that i i wanted her to be uh, i wanted her to be pregnant very early on. I I also began to see the gravity of how important Linda was to Wally and the kids were, and, you know, Pied Piper really came out of 
this kind of like fan outcry. And I, I, there's a lot of flash and there's a lot of flash I hadn't read. And I was like, yeah, I remember them being friends, but I didn't really understand how important he was to a lot of people. So I go back, you know, this is like a year and a half ago or whatever, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, he's really important to this, this character in this time. So maybe we can bring him in, in a way, but then I have all the other stories I want to try to, to pull off. So yeah, yeah it's it really speaks to the legacy of the character and, and how many great creators have have been yeah. on the book, you know, whether Jeff Johns or yeah, uh, or Mark Wade or Robert Venditti, because if you go back and and read like the, the Flash series when it first came out of Crisis, mm-hmm. like that that yellow cover with the jet in the background. And yes, when Wally, he, he had that mental block, he wasn't the fastest man alive, that kind of thing. He was he was so alone, you know, right? Like, yeah, his mom was there as a supporting character and she was kind of this person that was yeah. always nagging him his yeah. dad was around and was kind of a deadbeat um but he he was such a solitary book and to see you know again that's like 20 30 years ago now yeah what what's been built you know this supporting cast and i would argue that linda has become as important to wally as like lois is yeah. to, to superman you know it's yeah you just i don't think anybody wants to read a wally west book or and where linda's not in it yeah i agree I agree. I I think that's, that's also like, I, I was very lucky that I got to, I got to bring Wally back in like Wally, Wally existed. He was back, but I got to tell Wally as the flash story again. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was very lucky in that. And, and, and the fact that everybody seemed to um, just be totally accepting, like open arms, you know, it's like, Oh, and you know, I was very, obviously from the very get go, you heard me say like, I'm not going to kick the dog. Like, as long as I'm riding him while he's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, it was just like, because I knew, because I, I'm a fan of, um, I'm a fan of superheroes and I want my heroes to be heroes. Right. You know, I'm never, I was never a fan of uh, kind of the, the dark version of, you know, I don't want Billy Batson to be a jerk. Yeah. You know, I, you know, like I'm, I'm the type of guy that's like, no, I really, I really want them to be heroes. And, and um, anyways, so, so Wally was a perfect outlet, especially for my real, I mean, obviously I did the, the couple of future state stuff, but it was such a great place to learn, start learning and having fun. And I, and like I said, I just felt like I was getting away with murder and I still feel like I'm getting away with murder. And, um, and, and now we're at this place where, you know, I have my own like mini event within, you know, uh, the flash book, which is super exciting. It's super exciting. And it's, and it's incredibly hard, <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's like, Oh man, I, I hate, I hope people don't hate it, <laughs> but I yeah, what can you, what can you tease about one minute war? I mean, obviously we don't want to give away too many spoilers, but I mean, uh, I will tell you that the 40 page uh, special that's coming out in January, along with the first issue the 40 pager ends up being um, quite important to the overarching uh, uh, one minute war series in a lot of ways. Um, And not only is it going to give you a lot more information um, and a lot more context of who the fraction are in a way, but also uh, there's going to be some, like I do with any crossover event, there's a little bit of like, Oh no, but there's also stuff that addresses other things that are going on. And when I started writing one minute war, you know, people were asking me about Avery and asking me about different things. And I'm like, I right now, 
the way that I've designed this is that it's, you know, it's going to be Wally Berry, Impulse, Ace, Irie, uh, Linda, Jesse Quick, Max Mercury, and Jay Garrick. And those are the main ones that are going to be operating during this war. And, um, and uh, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. I, you know, I finished, I finished it and I'm still, un- there are little things that I'm like, oh man. You know, I, I'm sure I'm going to forever be like, oh, I get the George Lucas now. Can I go back and tweak this? <laughs> Can I do this? Can I change this? But there's a lot of like, uh, because it's a war, there's going to be a lot of uh, bad things that happen. And there's going to be a lot of moments for for funny things. And then hopefully, again, if people follow me and they, they know kind of what I'm writing with the flash, there's a lot of heroism involved too. And I'm going to be, I think part of it is I spent so much, the way I worked at it is like, I spent a lot of time on Wally started spending time with Linda and the kids. And I've started, you can see, I've started like, okay, I want to spend more time with these other characters too. So it's like kid flash. We spend more time with, and now it's like, Oh, I get a chance to play with impulse and I get a chance to play with max and Jesse quick and some of those characters. And I find myself going like, Oh my gosh, I want, I want to spend more time with these characters and, and really, Oh, I get to, I get to take, not take over, but I get to play with Barry a little bit who I always feel like is, is Josh's scary. Like I'm always like, well, that's, that's Josh's, you know, but, but I get to kind of, um, you know, play with all that and all those dynamics in the, in the face of something really terrible. So I don't know. I'm really excited for people to read it and I'm excited that it's going to, they're going to drop every two weeks. I think that's going to get, uh, you know, everybody like, okay, you know, you don't have to wait that long because when you have to wait a month, that's a that's a long time. But every two weeks, I think it's going to be satisfying, especially for this. But it's going to end quicker than I want it to in a lot of ways. I I want more pages. I'm not getting more pages. <laughs> so so um, but it's hard. It's interesting. I mean, I've had a, a great time working with Roger Cruz and and uh, he's he's coming up with some great visuals and. Um, I, and sometimes I'm just trying to make the internal logic of what I'm doing make sense so that people that are reading it go, well, why doesn't he do this? And it's like, well, we can't because I've already explained it. You know, yeah. uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. I'm well, flying by the seat of my pants. But that's one of the things I love about you. You're such a, you're, you're, you're one of us. You're such a huge DC fan. <laughs> you want it all to make sense continuity wise and right. that sort of thing, which uh, we got to mention Flashpoint Beyond that you worked on with Tim yes. Sheridan and, uh, and Jeff Johns, obviously amazing art by Zermonico. Yeah. Um, with this idea that, you know, originally you have, but then, okay, well, if it's Flashpoint, that's Jeff's baby. And then I know, you know, right. you guys collaborated and, and created something really, really special. But again, like it makes sense in terms of, you know, Flashpoint being the alternate reality, but then hints like, well, maybe that's what the DC universe was going to be all along. And then Jeff's managed right. to tie it into his, uh, his stuff co- coming out of it with JSA yeah. and the new golden um, age stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. The, the new golden age and star girl lost children. Um, again, I mean, you've got so many ideas. Would you go back and tell more stories in that? Flashpoint oh, heck yeah. World? I mean, uh, so the, the great thing is like when you said uh, I, like Tim and I were coming up with something and then it obviously when, when we went to Jeff and, and we all, it all became something completely different, which was great because Jeff is, he's one of us too, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it's like, 
he is very passionate about the stories that he's telling and he has he has a lot of uh depth to obviously he's been doing it for a long time so what right. am i what am i gonna say but like we end that we end flashpoint beyond with this kind of like you know kryptonians invading you know the the amazonians have take, taken over now you've got this new you know dynamic or what i we we had a name for them like the terrible trio or something not the dynamic duo or it's like the terrific trio i don't know we, there was something internal that we were talking about because it's not just batman and robin but it's also this kind of weird joker um and the art the art to me zermanico and, and the janine like unbelievable they've made they classed up the joint beyond comprehension yeah. but like the idea of like oh i would love to keep doing stuff in that universe uh, it would be so much fun the great that's that's one of the things outside out of dark crisis that i'm really i'm really glad is the fact that it's like oh okay multiverse is back so it's like you know whether it's you know deceased that uh tom taylor's doing or vampires like all that stuff is happening somewhere yeah. and i love it like that makes me happy it uh the nerd in me makes me happy um i guess yeah, sure i like the idea of a ordered continuity universe but i also like the idea of like Oh, you know what's great? I can use people from other universes now and not have to worry about screwing up somebody else's continuity. You know, well, let me just let me make a, a confession to everybody. Ever since his debut, the Thomas Wayne version of Batman. Yeah. I, I actually like the Thomas Wayne version of Batman. <laughs> More than Batman. <laughs> I just I mean, maybe you know, he's not as heroic or he's not right. as, uh, uh, you know, square jawed and uh, moral or whatever, right. but he's more interesting because yeah. he feels not that Bruce is not flawed, right? but Thomas is, is really, you know, he, he could be like 50, 50, you know, maybe Bruce is like 80% heroic, 20% flawed or conflicted or right. whatever, man. Thomas is almost like two face, you know, he's yeah. almost 50, 50. Yeah. Um, and I just find that to be fascinating. Plus, I really like the red and like the design. The yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's something super cool about it. there was something. Um, it was actually when um, Tim did, he, he turned in, I'm trying to remember which it was. I think it was issue two. And Tim had started writing um, this, this like thought bubble. It was of Thomas you know, beating somebody up, but it, it almost felt like Sherlock. He was using all his doctor knowledge mm -hmm. at like what he was doing to the person in a medical way. And I thought, Oh man, that's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But I do, I do like how gruff he is. It's also, you know, the, there's this joke that Jim Krieg put in one of the Lego Batman, like the family movies that had come out where he's like, I'm alone. I'm a lone fighter against, you know, the night. And, and, one after another, one of the another bat family member comes in. He's like, it's just me against everyone, you know, and yeah. it's just like and it's just like, you know, Ace and Batgirl and Robin and another Robin and Nightwing, you know, and it was just over and over. And then you realize, oh, he's not alone, uh, not alone crusade anymore. It's not. It's also like, you know, the last son of Krypton. It's like, well, sort of, yeah. like, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's something that DC does that sometimes drives me crazy. It's like everybody has speed powers. So what? You know, it, it, it's one of those nice things. But um, that's what I think there's an appealing aspect of Thomas Wayne, because it's almost like retro Batman. Mm -hmm. It's the Batman that doesn't have help, but is doing it anyways. And he's a, a lot meaner than uh, I don't know. I mean, I see a lot meaner than the dark knight returns probably not i mean they're probably parallel 
you know, in terms of their, uh, well, I might as well just beat somebody down. <laughs> yeah. But Thomas will kill people. So I guess that's, you know, that's the difference. Yeah. Like I said, he does maybe go over the line sometimes, whereas Bruce, you know, he right. gets right up next to the line and doesn't actually. Right. Us, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I hope DC's listening because I, I think there is so much still to be explored there. And yeah, this idea that maybe that was the true DC universe that how it was supposed right. to be. And like, we still haven't, I don't know that Jeff ever really got to finish the story that started in Rebirth with Dr. Manhattan and, and right. all that kind of stuff. I sense. think he's working on it. If you're reading the JSA and stuff, it seems like he's yeah. working on it. Yeah. It I mean, I, yeah, I would love to do another book, whether it was, you know, I don't, I, there's so many things I want to do. I mean, I, if I could touch any of the other characters, like obviously I would love to write Wonder Woman stuff. You know, I, I found myself when I, when I found out I was giving, when we were having a, a a girl, a baby girl a long time ago now, and now I have two girls. It's like, I found myself going like, Oh my gosh, I just, I just want to write things that they would be pumped about, you know? Yeah. And, um, and there's a lot of those characters. Like I would love to mess around with so many of the DC characters. And I, I don't know, somebody asked me like, who, who would you want to, who would you want to write? And I'm like, all of them, you know, Uh, but also it's also hard too, because if you're a creator guy or you're writing, you also don't want to like, give it to me, you know, like you're doing great work over there, but I want a shot. You know, (laughs) I don't want to do that at all. I, I just like, there are a lot of cool characters in DC and, and one of the things that I've been having fun with in the flash. And I think everybody that's reading the flash knows this. It's like, I'm just bringing in a ton of DC characters half the time. Like I'm, I am like, yeah, Mr. Terrific, Dr. Fate, like, you know, Justice League, there it is. Those are the toys I get to play with and let me play with them, you know? Yeah, and why not? Because uh, it makes sense. And again, going back to what you were saying earlier about The Flash being really this multiversal book, it kind of lends itself. <laughs> you, you're kind of, yeah. you can even go back and bring in, you know, Golden Age characters if if you wanted. Yeah. Or go forward yeah. and, and play with the Legion of Superheroes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all of that. All yeah. of that. All of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. And and it's also hard because as much as I love Wally, I'm finding myself, fall, you know, like I, we, I've talked about this before. I'm falling in love with the kids way more than I probably should be because it's like, oh my gosh, they're so much fun. And Maxine's so much fun. <laughs> like, like it's like, oh, they're so great to just throw in and just mess up the works, you know, but, but I am having fun. Like I'm trying to make it a, like a giant family, but at the same time have these like one-offs, you know, whether it's, you know, flash versus wham or whatever, it's like, I want to, I, and I still have some like crazy ideas. I want to, I want to kick out. And the flash is just a perfect book to be able to tell a variety of tales, you know? Yeah. If you, if you went in another direction, yeah. Cause again, a lot of this, you know, I mean, flash is, is kind of, you know, one of the classic characters you're talking about, you know, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, right. Wonder Woman, but if you went in a different direction and had to do something more adult or, or, you know, different, more mature do you have you know something in that vein for flash no for for like a different character like if, if it was a more oh yeah you know character like like swamp thing or or uh or constantine where they, they've you know we've we've seen the vertigo versions of those and it's more adult yeah because I, I think yeah. that people you know being that you came from animation and and this right. all ages kind of feel that flash has i think people might be surprised 
But I would love to see that because I think people maybe don't realize like the the scope. Not to say you've been pigeonholed, but no, no, no. I I totally get it. I mean, that's one of the benefits that I've had in working in animation stuff. Like if I've even in like Supernatural, my stuff has been a little more lighthearted with a little more dark at the end. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, Batman Soul of the Dragon is a little more dull. And obviously my Mortal Kombat movies are just like super violent. Right. Um, I would love to tell something. I love magic stuff a great deal in uh, comic books. Uh, one of my first things my dad ever gave me was one of the paperback of Dr. Strange, Steve Ditko. It was like a collection of like the first, I don't know, five books or something in a little paperback. And I was like, this is so cool. And I found myself really, uh, you know, wanting to tell stuff like that. I would love to tell. I think for me, for me, for people to take me quote unquote seriously in some ways is exactly your point is to be able to do something a little more serious or something that's outside the scope of wholesome family drama right. and be like, Oh, this is something that's really cool. And really, uh, I, I won't say dark, but it just at least a little more sophisticated. Um, that would be a really great challenge. My, my top would be like, uh, anything DC martial arts, uh, total nutball for all that stuff like that that got me the soul of the dragon job uh batman soul of the dragon obviously because i couldn't stop talking about um the hierarchy of dc comics uh martial artists because i felt like at least in dc especially they it was like bronze tiger and richard dragon and like you know whether it's oh sensei or or the way that gail simone when she started writing birds of prey and she kind of like bumped up you know, black canary skill level. And I could talk about that stuff all day and I love martial arts. So like, that's the stuff that I like get off on that. And, um, and the magic stuff, I, I think it's really cool. And of course, I, I think I mentioned to you, like my dream, I have a dream project that takes place um, like in, you know, DC's earliest days that I would love to do. Um, and they don't have the appetite for it yet, but, but my hope is that I get enough, people reading the flash or something else so that then they go yeah oh give me a freebie you know (laughs) give me the thing give me the thing you know yeah yeah. i mean just when i hear you talk about it you get so excited about it it's like man can i I get my can i get my jeremy adams katana story (laughs) you know with richard dragon and bronze tiger and saying i'm just saying yeah i get i get really excited yeah i mean asian uh (laughs) kidnapping yeah. plot or something you know in yes. Hong Kong. yeah yes i mean yeah dc needs its own version of madripoor you know we need to get some like cool i remember when i pitched um i think my first pitch i ever did for dc mike martz was uh, the editor for the bat family and it and it was batwing and it was this was years ago um i think i mean this was at least 10 years ago um, and, I, you know, I've been in barely in animation, but all all eyes were on the prize, which is like, how can I get the comic books? <laughs> you know, I like yeah. come backwards. Too. People are usually like, I got to get out of comic books. I'm like, how yeah. can I get there? You know, get in there, and yeah. I remember like pitching my Batwing story was um, it was I wanted to differentiate Batwing from from batman that was always a thing for me like when i when i would read the war machine books i was like oh i don't i don't like that he's just like he's a guy you know road you know roadie is just wearing armor that somebody else built and it just it just felt like i didn't like that so i was like the best way to do it was he was he was um 
somebody said it like he was uh, accused of murder. Batman was going to bring him in and he not he knocks Batman down and he takes off. And it was an entire series of the Bat family trying to take him down and him without the resources of of Batman and why you should care about this character. Like this is a guy that can can outrun outthink, you know, basically survivor the Bat family. And in that process, you're going to be like, I love this guy. Like now I know who this guy is. And, and now when he comes back to being Batwing, you're like, oh, that's why I should care about him. Cause he's not a Batman knockoff. He's somebody else. He's not right. somebody that's handed something. He's somebody that kind of earns that thing. And I, and uh, I didn't obviously get the pitch. Yeah. They uh, probably <laughs> turned it down. Cause they're like, well, nobody can be better than Batman. <laughs> and it, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but I, man. that's how I think about all those things. Like when I, when I started writing Wallace or Ace, as I ob- obviously call him, there was so much of like, so much of my run in the flash is me figuring out the personalities that I want, I want to write, you know, and Ace is so much more like me and Wally's so much more like my precocious other cousins, you know? And I love the idea that, you know, I even say like, I would love to do an issue where um, I even say in the annual, basically Wally's like, I need, you know, you got to babysit for me. Yeah. You know, and then, and then like a couple of, or like a couple issues later after dark crisis, it's like, uh, you know, Oh, you're babysitting. And he's like, I'm never babysitting again. (laughs) And I plan on telling that story at some point. It's like, well, what happened? You know, why would he never, why does he never want to babysit again? And, um, but I love, I love Ace a great deal. And it, it, it again, I, I find myself falling in love with these characters too much. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you know, it, it I is, guarantee when they finally kick me off this book, I will never read it again because I will just be like, I can't, I can't. You know, Mark Wade said that. He said, uh, he, he had started reading mine, but he said for years he couldn't read. Yeah. Flash because I hear that from, I hear that from a lot of creators. And I think it's something that's, it's not necessarily unique to DC, but but here's the thing that is even more of a challenge for writers at, at DC, right? Like there's this idea that you fall in love with a, a character that you are there from the beginning, you know? And so when you – and one of the great things about DC is is the legacy and the multiverse. Right. So there are people that love Ace. You know, they love Wallace yeah. more than any other because they were there, you know, in the beginning when he got his powers, red and right. silver suit, that, that sort of thing. But at the same time, like you were saying earlier – at this point, you know, you've got Barry. Well, you've got yeah. go back even further. You got Jay, you yeah. got Barry, you got Wally, you got yep. Ace, you, you got Linda, you got the twins. Yep. All of a sudden, it's like, you know, you got Jesse Quake, you got Max Mercury. Yep. The more you add to this family, because you want to continue evolving and telling stories, and all these writers over decades have told stories. Right. Then it becomes like, well, why why are they special? Why should I care why about are they special? That's right. Know, that person. It's such a unique challenge, and it's something that's unique to comics. And it can even go to, you know, somebody like Peter Parker, when you've told, you know, yeah. 60 years of story, 70 years of stories with these characters, how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep it new right. without diluting, you know, by adding in and contradicting things that have gone before? And, right. Yeah, it becomes right. a big, big challenge. I Yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge. That was the biggest challenge when I started writing The Flash. It, in, and so my footing was, okay, I'm going to I'm going to thwart expectations. I'm going to try to just get him out of a space where it's easy for us to see how he would, Oh, he just uses speed powers and do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, no, no. He needs to fight magic. Okay. Now he needs to, now he needs to do this. You know, now, you know, there's certain just elements of it that I wanted to make it. 
all this, all of it has been done before in a way. And it's just taking your own little jazz like spin on it and going like, Oh, I, I want to play with these tropes or I want to play with stuff that has been done before. I mean, that's the fun thing about the flash in general is like, you know, we're nearing 800 issues and there's so much stuff. There's mm-hmm. so much stuff. Am I going to come up with a, a, a brand new way to use a speed force? Probably not. Right. You know, so, so I got to get him knocked out <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, and it's like, um, and, 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 you know, I'm also that guy that's like, I, I worry about internal contradictions too. And I've seen versions of the flash where it's like, he's super smart and his brain goes super fast, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just hard, but I, but like I said, if I can just keep telling fun adventure stories and, and then more than that, I mean, my first pitch was like, I just wanted to do Dr. Who and the idea that you have a character that can go anywhere in time and space and multi now multiverse. It's like, okay, now it's fun. Now we can have a lot more fun because uh, he doesn't have to, you know, I mentioned in that one issue with kid flash where it's like, he's the boots on the ground and he's the one who's kind of like patrolling earth from the ground. Mm -hmm. But even that, um, now that there's a bunch of bunch of speedsters, he could potentially do other things. You know, there could be other things that he could patrol, and and that's something I hope to explore post 800 if they let me, because I think I think he's uniquely qualified to do certain things um, that I think would be really fun. Well, he's uniquely qualified to tell a, a variety of stories with as well. You know, I'm talking about Wally here because you know yeah. so often I hear creators say, "Well, Batman's the best character because you can tell any kind of story with Batman: a murder mystery, a horror, that kind of right. stuff." Right. Here's the thing with Wally though, like. You look back, like I said, when that series first started and when he was like, a, you know, younger, you know, maybe early 20s, that kind of loner college kid. Now he's a dad. Yeah. Now, you know, now he's got this job, you know, at Mr. Terrific's company. He's got the multiverse to explore. He's an experienced hero. Right. So in a lot of ways, he is somewhat of a renaissance man. So to right. Speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I do love that in this latest issue. He did sort of figure figure out what was going on. You know, right. it was kind of a light bulb moment for him, and he figured out what, what was going on with Mayor Wolf. And it was this was not a story I think that would have worked back then. Wally was more, right. you know, he wasn't necessarily somebody he thought of as a leader. No, a follower. <laughs> you know, he, he kind of a foot soldier, not somebody that would have made made those connections. That was more of a Barry thing. But he has yeah. evolved, and it, it, you totally buy it, and you're like, yeah, Wally, you, you did figure yeah. it out. That was, yeah, I really enjoyed. I, it. I think that he is. Um, I, I can understand why Dan Didio wanted him dead <laughs> because, <laughs> because he becomes a bit of a problematic character where it's like, is he the only one progressing? And my answer is like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you he, know, said, like, he said the boobiest like, chair. Why doesn't yeah, he know everything? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's, a, yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously I, I saw somebody get annoyed by that, but I was like, no, no, no. I think that's why I think that's one of the reasons Wally is probably the most powerful being on in, in one of the at least one of the most powerful beings in the universe it's not just because he can move faster than anybody but it's also the fact that like he was in the mobius chair he stitched back reality like he has his breadth of knowledge and yet he has his humility too and it's also always you know you know i hate to go back to it but like we always i always see things through the lens of my own trauma sometimes mm-hmm. and and one of the strange after effects of something like heroes in crisis is that that you can fictionally say 
this guy experienced the worst thing ever and he came out on the other side and that's extremely hopeful. And the fact that he saw all that and that all happened to him and yet he still survived. It gives him the empathy with heat wave. It gives him the empathy to, to all this knowledge that he retains in his head and all the horrors that he may have seen or committed in those moments or whatever. It's like, he holds out hope because he had his hope restored and that, that makes him super compelling um and and the fact that he does it with such a smile and kind of a kid like you know super dad type vibe um and and that to me is more real because i think as you know you think it's so hard when you're a kid and then you become an adult and then you become a parent and it's like you're holding all this stuff in and you've got to just you know carry through with a smile and a joke, even if, Oh man, I hope I can pay these bills. I hope these kids can get braces. Yep. You know, uh, all that stuff is, is, uh, interesting to me. And, uh, and, and because he gets to do it with a partner, um, you know, there's plenty of people that do the would they, won't they, you know, there's plenty of characters that jump from character, you know, ship to ship. I think it's fantastic that Wally is one of those, like it's kind of like nope it's wally and linda and that's it you know like you i mean even superman it's like no there he's you know he's with wonder woman in this in this continuity it's like wally's not yeah. <laughs> you know it's like nope and, and it was such a weird side character too i mean linda was just a peculiar side character mm-hmm. and then it just kind of developed over time which i thought was really neat really neat and interesting uh, that was the fun thing about doing the annual. I remember uh, Paul Kaminsky is my uh, editor. He, he looks at me and says, I don't, I don't know what you're doing with this annual. <laughs> and I just laughed. I was like, yeah, me either, man. I'm having a good time though. <laughs> like I just wanted to retell their story from, from like a fictionalized Linda version of it, you know? And uh, uh, it's been super fun. And I can't wait to see, um, you know, this kid show up and uh, stuff like that. Of course, everybody thinks that this kid won't show up. They're like, reverse flash is coming down the pipe. Uh, <laughs> like, oh God, I sure hope not. All I, I can think about, about is how, and you, you know, you, with you, with, you know, two kids, you know how yeah. this, this goes. If this kid c- comes out from birth and has super speed, it's hard enough to keep up with your kids. Like that moment when they become mobile, like there's oh. that, those first few months where when you set them, you can set the kid down yep. under their play mobile or whatever it is and turn yeah. around and do something for 30 seconds and turn back. And they're in the yeah. same place. Yeah. 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 This kid's going to be like, zoom, zoom, I know, zoom. I know, I know. I think that's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. I mean, I'm, I, without revealing anything, I hope it's fun. You know, I hope people dig it. It's funny. I mean, there literally, there are just splits between fandom and, and that sort of thing where people are just like, I don't want, I don't want more kids. I don't want kids at all. You know, I mean, that's how I am in movies. I was like, oh, I don't want a kid in a movie. Yeah. And then suddenly I see Temple of Doom. I'm like, well, except short round. And yeah. I want him. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's like, it just depends on how it's written and, and what the kids do. I mean, that's, that's my thing with the flash. It's like, I wanted to make sure Jay and Irie are, 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 are a not annoying. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's always the key. It's like, I don't want them to be annoying. I want them to be fun. I want them to be, cause that's how my kids are there. I mean, sure. They can be annoying at times, but most of the time they're super fun. They're super fun to be around and it's exciting to see them grow up. And, and uh, that's what I loved about, you know, writing the super sons movie. It was like, it was just fun. Like John Kent to me was this fun character and, you know, full of innocence and excitement. And, and, uh, and I love, of 
I love Maxine, you know, precocious Maxine. And, and, and uh, I love that little group because I'm, I'm, I'm going to add to that group. <laughs> and I keep asking people like, well, where is this character? Is this character dead or have you aged this character up? And I can't, I can never get specific mm-hmm. answers. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and it's also like, no one knows or no one <laughs> wants to like solidify it. I'm like, I said on the other day, like people were like, oh, you're writing the new Aquaman because you're asking about Aqualad's kid. I'm like, I'm not asking for any other reason, except I want that kid to be yeah. playing with my kids, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. You know what? Just put, do it. And if it's a mistake, what do they say? <laughs> it's right. it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. Just, That's just right. I was, yeah, I, I was like, uh, uh, when is this, when is this going to air? Uh, it'll come out, I think, this Friday. Okay, so Thursday, spoiler: Friday. I read Dark Crisis. I read Last Dark Crisis, and I'm like, I was like, I was like, Josh, what happened with uh, Earth Three? What's going on with Earth Three? Like, like, you know, there's yeah. like all these questions because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a continuity weirdo too. Like, I want to know, and sometimes I get, um, uh, you know, I'll do something, uh, like I made the joke, I made the joke in this issue where it was like. Um, girder was smashed up yeah and then suddenly he was all over dark crisis like he was mm-hmm. everywhere and i was like wait a second wait guys he's crashed up you know and then so then i have to address the way i get it is like oh no you gotta address it you gotta be like yeah. well he's crashed up but now he's okay i guess you know like i need somebody to make sure to address those things because as a fan that's what i i i dig that stuff you yeah, know, I, I have that question too. Like, okay, so we saw Amanda Waller at the end of Dark Crisis. When did she come back from Earth Three? Can we? Right. Can we, like, that's what I want to know. <laughs> you're gonna give me a panel at the beginning of her whatever. I, wild, not only Amanda Waller know, versus Wildstorm, she's walked. Right. I'm back. Right, and, but and, and not only do I want to know, but like, if there is no answer, like if there is no answer. Let me write an answer. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. You know what I mean? Give us a like, one shot. Give us a three. Yeah, just give me meeting. a continuity book that can just like mess with it. Like, oh, yeah. this, I'll explain that. You know, like yeah. I don't. I want to do that. That that would be really fun. Yeah, I mean, she was over there on Earth three. She had a reason that she went. Right. It was a whole. It was a whole war for Earth three. Right. So uh, yeah, like a year, like a year ago. Like, yeah. well, maybe like a year and a half ago. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. But I don't know some of those characters, though. I don't know some of the characters that showed up there at the end, too. So, Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like, there was a Lady, Lady Peacemaker. I don't know when the right. last time we saw Lady Peacemaker was. That's got to be. I don't remember that at all. So I'm out of the loop. I th- I'm pretty sure there was a Lady Peacemaker at some point, but I I could be mis- misremembering. You, you take a couple years off reading comics for, for, for oh, yeah. monetary reasons, yeah. you're toast. <laughs> yeah. you know? And that's, that's the other thing with DC, like. It could have this lady peacemaker could have showed up in a Charlton comic back in right. the right. 70s for all we right, 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 right. Now they're right. you know pulling them in. So it's again, it's one of the good things about DC, but it's another it's one of the things that can be kind of frustrating. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it, it's not frustrating if you if you straight up talk about it. Like if you if yeah. you just straight up go, you know, get like I loved editorial notes. You know that was mm-hmm. my favorite thing because that always drove me to look for other issues mm-hmm. you know as seen in charlton number three where, yeah. and now that it's like if you have marvel unlimited or or dc infinite you can be like oh i can go look that up now yep. which was you know uh, and again it's like i'm like ted cord my man like you know there are certain things uh uh 
man. And that's well, it. Like, I mean, I, kids these days, they have it way easier. I mean, at, at the right. worst, they can go Wikipedia. You know? yeah, yeah, we yeah. didn't have any of that stuff. No, it's like, no. And I, uh, this kid that I helped mentor, um, he was always mad at me because, um, he'd be reading my collection and then it would be like the last two issues would be gone or something. And he's like, what, what happened? And I'm like, Oh, I must've run out of money. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, what happened to this I don't want to tell you, man, like, good yeah. luck. Good luck looking for the end of millennium. <laughs> you know, it's like, or you'd have those issues that tied in and it was like, okay, as seen in, you know, amazing Spider-Man 10, you'd be like, yeah, well, shit, I'm never going to find yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, well, Okay, yeah, I don't have for it. I don't have fifty, but you know, back then I don't have fifty bucks to go, you know, read <laughs> yeah, totally. the first appearance of the Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that's so funny. That's so true. That's absolutely true. I would be one of those jerks that'd be like at the comic book store if I could find one. Like when we go on vacation because there were no comic book stores in my hometown, so we go on vacation in California where my aunt and uncle lived, and I would like, what was the issue I missed? And I go to the comic book store and like pop it open and just read it and <laughs> put it back yeah. it wasn't even buying it like i gotta afford it yeah. it was like i just gotta fill in this gap guys yeah. like i just yeah. gotta fill it in i need it 100 <laughs> percent. yeah and then the other thing that i used to do when i was a kid was be like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna put together this run but i'm not gonna read it until the whole run is complete oh you know what i mean and wow. then i was like man and then i got a bunch of comics and then i would always break down and just I'm just diving into the middle. <laughs> I'm never going to go back and, you know, like, where yeah. am I going to go back and put together the whole detective comics run? Even uh, back then it was daunting, you know? It, yeah, of course it was. Yeah. We used to play uh comic book poker, me and my buddy, and he would always screw me because it would be like, um, I would have all these great, <laughs> great books and he, he would just have, and not to dad, like dismiss it, but he would always have like a couple Disney books and some Archie books. Yeah. And I'd be sitting there with like, x-men and stuff and i'm mm-hmm. like come on man you can't raise me two jug heads and think that's even worth yeah you know one solo avengers you're insane yep. <laughs> you know, I was like, you yep i get it uh well it's been great chatting with you as always yeah. jeremy yeah. Uh, i don't know if we could we covered anything of note but <laughs> oh man no the, my chats with you are always so fun and i yeah. think people get a get a lot out of them just because yeah i mean this is this is like your our our conversations are the same tone as as flash they're just fun they're just right. fun right and adventuresome and yeah i wish there were other properties we had to talk about you got anything animation or or elsewhere coming yeah up i mean teams? there's a new moral there's gonna be a um I mean, they've announced it, so I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, Mortal Kombat, another Mortal Kombat will come out, I think next year, I think next year. And that's insane. Oh, uh, that's really exciting. And uh, yeah, just, you know, listen, I'm busily hitting a one minute war. And, you know, like I said, I finished that and I'm kind of like post one minute war as we move toward issue 800 and just thinking ahead to other things I want to do, you know, and then, you know, for a writer guy, it's like, it's all about. I've also really am trying to get up the nerve to do my own creator own stuff. And that's, it's really like, Oh, I want to do it, but I'm like, Oh, it's so personal. Like it's personal in terms of like, if no one, if no one wants to contribute, then it's, I suck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It can be, yeah. It can be daunting, but I'll, I'll say this, you get over the hump with that first one, then it's logistically, it stays just as challenging as my understanding, but you know, you get over that hump of having put yourself out there. You know, right and knowing right. That, that your audience is going to show up uh well again it's been great chatting i do have yes. to ask you do have the, the two little ones there at home what's what's christmas like in the the adams household oh any, any traditions you've started up with the kids 
No, my wife. My wife started doing the the Elf on the Shelf a couple of years ago. Oh, as I look over, now, did did she? And I I legit she, was like I'm out. I want nothing to do with you. It. Said it from the wife. beginning because that's what I, I did. I did too. But yeah, they're trying like, to pull me in. They're trying to pull yeah. me in. Uh, like, I said, don't get it. Don't do it. You'll forget. Yeah. You'll hate having to get up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Night, hold yeah. It, blah, 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 whatever. And then there have been times where I've been like, all right, I'm, I'm filling in. Yeah. So she, <laughs> she brought it out this last year and I think she hasn't moved it in like two yeah. weeks. And our daughter, <laughs> I mean, our daughter's in the sixth grades at this right, point. Right, right. So it's like, do you really buy? And right, right. even this year, she said something because she saw the elf on the shelf stuff for sale at Target. Yeah. And she was like, Wait did a you second. No, yeah, yeah, we're doing that right now. I've been, I've been um, passive aggressively saying how much I want cookies, and so they're they're cooking cookies right now. <laughs> and uh, and and the kids have gotten. Uh, I mean, grandparents are evil human beings. They just got way too many toys for these kids. You know, I was lucky if I could get like a couple superpowers growing up. It mm-hmm. was like the golden years. You know, these kids are getting everything, and. Uh, but they're great. They're fantastic. I just don't, I don't want to spoil them too bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That is the job of a grandparent and to a parent to some extent. I yeah. know I'm way more permissive than my, than my wife. And I yeah. spoil my, I spoil my daughter, but I would argue that, you know, I, I have a son, I have a daughter. There's something yeah. just really, not that I don't love my son, but there's something right. so special about the relationship between a father and his daughter. Yeah. It's called extortion. Like they look <laughs> at me and they straight up just dad, could you? And I'm like, I am help. I am absolutely helpless. Absolutely. I try to put on a good show, but I know the minute they ask, it's already done. I, it's terrible. Terrible. So if your wife ever can't find you, she just goes, oh, I know where Jeremy is. He's over there wrapped around the girls. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm right there with you, man. So, oh, man. well, uh, happy holidays to you and your family. I uh, hope it's a, a merry, merry Christmas. And to all you listeners, thanks for spending a little bit of your uh, holiday season with us. Definitely check out Jeremy's work on The Flash. Gets my highest highest possible recommendations. Flashpoint Beyond, also great. And we all look forward to the upcoming uh, One Minute War. So, Jeremy, again, thanks so much for your time, my man. Thank you. I always love it. Thank you. Appreciate it. And to you listeners, thanks again for uh, spending some time with us. And we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.